Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and today I have the honor and privilege of speaking with author Anne Lazowski. Anne, thank you so much for being here today. Actually, it's Anna. Anna. Oh my gosh. See, that's the part that I'll have. Re- got the last name. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let's okay. read it again. <laughs> See, that's why we have editors. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and today I have the honor and privilege of speaking with Anna Lazowski. Anna, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Well, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your wonderful book that you just put out. It's called T-Rexes Can't Tie Their Shoes, and um, it's such a beautifully illustrated book. Um, so as far as being a writer goes, how long have you been writing for? Um, actually writing picture books, not that long. Um, this was actually the first one I ever wrote and I wrote it in January of 2019, but my job in real life, I work as a radio producer and a journalist. So I've been writing for a very long time. Right. So for me, like, you know, I write all day, every day. I write things that are meant to be read out loud. So it's actually kind of a a natural progression from what I do in my normal job to doing this kind of for fun. Um, So yeah, the first draft of this book I wrote in January of 2019, I ended up selling it in June of that year through a Twitter pitch contest. And about that Twitter pitch contest. So a lot of authors don't really talk much about rejection and the struggle and all the things that go into getting your book picked up by a publishing house or an agent. And I understand your book almost didn't come to be. So can you talk about what happened and how your book um, fell into the right hands? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's funny because I think a lot of, you know, as I started to get a little further into the industry, I kept hearing, oh, you know, first books are never that good. So you just got to write those and get them out of the way. And I was like, okay, well, maybe that's true. And I had been submitting this one to a few agents and gotten some rejections, nothing personal, just like, no, no, thank you. So that's fine. But I think only like, I don't know, maybe 10. And then I submitted it to some smaller publishers and didn't get any traction. And I had pitched it in a few pitch contests. I had done a PB pitch and a pit mad and hadn't gotten any likes on it. So I kind of moved on. I'd written a whole bunch of other things. And I thought, oh, well, I guess that's just the first one. And I'll just kind of tuck it away and it'll just sit in a folder somewhere. And who knows? And I kind of hadn't really thought about it too much. So I was prepping for the PB pitch event that was um, happening in June of 2019. And I had written a whole bunch of pitches for other books and I was going to pitch all those. And then I really liked the pitch I wrote for this one. I thought it worked really well. So kind of on a whim, I was like, well, you know, I'm already here and I'm putting stuff up. I'll just throw that one out again too, because why not? Uh, And that was the one that ended up getting a like from Francis Gilbert, who's an editor at Doubleday. That was the only like I got, but it was a good one to get. Right. It's all you need is just the one. And yeah. Did you, were you planning for the pitch that day or was it just, was that kind of like spur of the moment, let's do this? It was spur of the moment because I had figured no one had liked it yet. No agents had liked it. No small, nobody liked this. And I was like, okay, maybe ABC books are hard to sell. I'd heard that too. Nobody's buying these, right? They're really tricky. So I was like, okay, maybe that's true. I don't know. So, you know, I was like, I was going to focus on all the new stuff I had been working on, but um, I wrote a story about this that was on my website because I was driving my son to school and he had a, he needed to blow his nose and I didn't have any Kleenex. So I just pulled into a, 
Tim Hortons, which is like a coffee donut place here. And he ran in to get some napkins and I was waiting for him. And I was like, well, you know, I'll just throw this pitch up while I'm here. And by the time I got to work about an hour after is when I got the like. So no, it was completely unplanned. There were probably a much better percentage chance of me not pitching that book that day, but it all just kind of worked out. In your life, have things been that way as well? I mean, you meet some people where it's like the full of these serendipitous type of events or was this kind of one of one rarity for you? I don't know. I don't really think about it that way, but it's funny that you asked that because my second book that is coming out in 2023 with Kids Can Press is called Dark Cloud. And that also has a weird Twitter serendipity to it because (laughs) I had written this book And it was sitting with an editor at Kids Can and it was hopeful that she was going to pick it up. And I was kind of scrolling through Twitter one day and I saw this illustration by Penny Neville Lee of this little girl with a dark cloud. I thought, oh, I got to copy this. And I pasted the link to that image in the text of the story. And I thought, if anyone buys this book, I want them to see this art because I think it's so incredible. And so fast forward, you know, through some waiting and through some negotiations, but it was picked up by Kids Can to come out next year. And Penny is the illustrator of that book. So incredible. I have very, very specific Twitter tie-ins to right. book deals. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, because you, so many authors participate in Pitman from around you know, the world and they put it out there and they hope and they pray that somebody likes it. And then once you get that like, then you still have to query and you still have to follow up. And so it doesn't really stop there. So that's incredible that you've had like such success with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really, it's can be so disheartening because you yeah. see so many pitches, right. And so many, and they're in, you know, critiquing other people's work, you know, there are so many good writers and they just haven't had that little stroke of luck yet and a lot of it is right it's timing in those contests there's so much going by the feeds that it's just the right word at the right time to catch the eye of the person that's looking for a very specific thing and I mean the odds of that are so slim but publishing in general the odds are so slim so I think you have to just keep pushing it out there and because you never know when your moment is right it could be any time yeah and so are you I'm sure that with being a writer for your full-time career and then this other type of writing, are you finding it to be more enjoyable in one direction or the other? Or is it just a nice balance for you to be able to do one type of writing and mm-hmm. then this other type of creativity? Yeah, when I started writing this kind of stuff, I didn't really think anyone would ever see it. <laughs> so it was really more for me than anything. It was like a creative outlet because when I had kids... I didn't do anything creative for about 10 years till my son was 10 because he didn't sleep through the night till he was 10. So there was no room for creativity in that life. And as they got a bit older, I started to have some more time and I started to, you know, I come from a creative background. I have a fine arts degree. My day job is in storytelling. So it's all creative, but it's nice to do something creative that is not that, right? That's something just kind of for you that doesn't cost anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to take classes. You don't have to buy supplies. It's like, you know, we can write anywhere on anything. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. So it's been fun because it gives you other worlds to kind of play in, especially during the pandemic. It's been nice to have places that you could go when we are trapped in one place for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, to your point during the pandemic, like I started taking online classes on screenwriting and how to write for theater and it's like the pandemic really provided so much alone time for us to explore these different creative outlets so I think it had its pluses (laughs) in a way. (laughs) 
in a way, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also it's horrible things. Um, <laughs> so for you, what was it like to see somebody, um, an illustrator bring your words to life? Were you involved in the process at all with that? No, not at all for this one. I think when, when Frances initially bought the book, she, I think she already had in mind, she wanted Steph Liberis, who's an amazing illustrator to do the illustrations. I think she kind of been waiting for something and this felt like the right thing. So I didn't talk to Steph until all of the illustrations were in and it was all done. I had no art notes for her. She just got those little short lines of text and that was it. And she did such an incredible job. So it was they really kind of incredible to see the pictures coming in first in black and white and then in color. And it was just kind of amazed at I didn't really think of it as a funny book per se. I mean, it is a funny book, but it's not funny until you see the pictures, right? The right. words themselves are kind of it's like, yeah, okay. But until you see it, like then it just elevates the level of funniness to a whole other level that you can't yeah. really imagine. I think my favorite pages are the nor- narwhal and the horse playing hopscotch. There's so many good ones, but they all have that, that joy, that just hilariousness to it. And I think any kid that reads it will enjoy it. Um, yeah yeah. and then at the end you also have a whole page of things that these animals can do yeah I mean because you kind of feel bad like just (laughs) well hilarious uh, expression she called it you know hilarious pictures of animals failing at life so but even as I was writing it I was like but what can they do like animals do incredible things and so um, I was talking to Francis and we decided like having a non-fiction element at the back where every animal's highlighted with a thing that they can do so kids can also learn a bit because I mean they're silly right the things they can't do bees can't ride bicycles obviously they can't right. but they do a lot of other interesting things so finding like kind of compelling fact that kids would really kind of grab onto and want to tell people about um, finding those was a lot of fun and putting that together so that you know if teach I mean teachers reading through this book with their kids then they have a whole other thing to talk about at the end right they can kind of pick and choose interesting animal facts because you know from what I my experience kids love bizarre facts and the weirder the better right they just kind right. of collect them and share them and it's it's really cute that is true kids do love weird little facts and it's like they're sponges for it like they yeah. just like spout them off at random times too (laughs) especially if they can tell you something and you don't know it and then it's oh yeah yeah like my niece loves to tell me about elephant facts like she's full of them and I'm like okay okay yeah but yeah so um so this book came out and um did you do any book tours or were they virtual book tours or anything yeah everything was virtual it came out in June end of June so yeah very much everything's been virtual so yeah and then the next, by the next one, it will not still be virtual. Right. I was going to say, hopefully, hopefully the next one will be doing more in-person things. Yeah. And when does your next book come out? That's in spring of 2023, but I'm not sure exactly when, but yeah, getting closer. Incredible. Well, I'm really excited for your books. And if people want to learn more about you or pick up your books, um, should they go to your website or should they go just to Amazon and buy your book? Yeah, I mean, they're anywhere. I have links on my page that go right to the Penguin sites. So if you're in Canada, if you're in New Zealand, if you're in the States, wherever you are, it'll help you track the store like at any book, bookshop near you or any of the online retailers, like any like Barnes & Noble, Target, you can get it all through their websites too. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Anna, thank you. It has been such a pleasure having you here today. And I'm so excited about your book and future books and seeing more of your work um out there in the future so thank you so much for being here thank you tracy it was a pleasure bye-bye bye